it is gender neutral, but y'all know this is a man sode. So this is for the fella who's dating the girl who is, let's be honest, over-invested and obsessed with the relationship. What's up, fam? This is JJ with the Heart of Dating Podcast. This is your Friday mini mansode. Today, we're going to be covering, man, I can't wait. I have a hilarious, literally hilarious story to talk to you guys about as an example of being obsessed with the relationship. Uh, We have tons of great examples of what it might look like today. It is gender neutral, but y'all know this is a mansode. So this is for the fella who's dating the girl who is, let's be honest, over-invested and obsessed with the relationship. Before we jump in, you guys know I like to share a little bit about what's going on in my life lately. No one's complained about this yet, and no one said, great job, but I'm going to keep doing it because I just like to share. I'm doing this new workout program. You guys know I like to work out. It's called Paul Sklar Fitness. S-K-L-A-R, Paul Sklar. If you guys are looking for a fitness program, man, I can't recommend this one enough as in, listen, I played football from the age of eight. I played professionally over in Europe. I'd wake up you know, at 5.30 a.m. for morning workouts. I've done hard workouts. I've done hard strength and conditioning. These are the hardest workouts I've ever done in my life. It is so much volume. So if you're a guy, you like a good challenge and you like to get your butt kicked and you like to see results, Paul Sklar Fitness, it's only 25 bucks a month. It's one of the best purchases I make every month. But be warned, it is so hard. It is so hard, but he's great. And I'm already seeing huge results in my lifts and in my body. I love it. So that's what I'm loving lately. Okay, today. So this is a gender neutral topic, all right? But y'all know this is a mansode. So it is for the man dating that girl who, if we're being honest, yes, she is a little over invested. Okay, she is a little too obsessed with the relationship. And especially as a guy listening to this episode, you might have had this in your past. Or you're coming to this episode saying, I have a feeling in my gut that this is going on. And listen, it's this is real. Okay, this is very, very real. And if you had to play the stereotypical card, you do find this maybe a little bit more in the female experience. Like they get a little wrapped up and absorbed in the relationship. Sometimes the guy's a little bit more, I don't know, apathetic, distant, avoidant in his attachment style. So this is a traditional take, but hey, everything I'm about to say works vice versa, okay? This is not one size fits all, one gender for all. Like this absolutely goes both ways. And I will kind of describe it though from a female to male perspective. And that's where we're gonna roll with it, okay? So listen, you are a dude. You've been dating a girl and I, I think ideally the, the setting of this episode is it's been 
10 dates, right? You or guys are dating. I don't know if you're boyfriend and girlfriend yet. You're thinking about it, but you guys are definitely invested. I mean, 10 dates is a lot. And typically this is kind of where it starts to pop up 30, 60, 90 days. Okay. A lot of people can pretend to be anybody for about 90 days. That's when you really start to see true character start to surface. One of my favorite sayings at Heart of Dating is true character shines over time. Meaning maybe the non-charismatic people, you know, and including the loud and charismatic people, everyone's character shines at about the 90 day mark. Cause it's really easy. If we're being honest, it's really easy to pretend for about three months. It's when you start getting into a little bit more real relationship, you hit conflict for the first time, you have disagreements. That's when you see someone's character develop. Now in this scenario, I think right off the bat, after that 510 date mark, you do have scenarios where I love you girls and I love you fellas. If you do this, it's okay, but they are too invested in the relationship. Like they are, let's call it for what it is. They're infatuated. And if you find yourself in this situation, run away. No, I'm just kidding. But listen, like, let me give you guys an example. Okay, so we're going to keep everyone nameless in this example and this story because it is hilarious, but I definitely do not want you guys getting your hands on the song or anything. So we're going to call this person A, friend I know, and then person B, the person who was interested in them. Okay, so person A is living their life. Person B finds out about person A through a mutual friend and from a distance becomes very, very interested in person A, okay? Person A, living their life, going through it. Person B gets introduced and person A is interested. Little do they know, person B is very, very excited, very, very interested, and happens to be a singer-songwriter, Okay, so <laughs> person B, before they even go on a date, has been daydreaming, fantasizing, romanticizing, and really, really, really excited to meet person A. And they go on one singular date. They choose to remain friends. But person B might have, <laughs> in the meantime, written an entire song about that person, their background, their hometown, and their love story. And yes, that song was released, okay, with permission from person A after a fun but awkward conversation about, hey, I might have written a song about you and romanticized away, and is it okay if I still release it? So that is a true story, and that is a fun example of what you know, maybe obsessing in the relationship and the other person might look like. I like to call that infatuation. Honestly, it's just this person has become built up in their mind. Okay. So that's a, a funny example of maybe being infatuated or obsessed, especially way too quickly up front. And that other person is feeling it. And that example, let me tell you, Person B was all but married with a ring on their finger before they even went on their first date. And you do see this idea of like obsessed and infatuated in a relationship. And it, this is specifically besides writing a song about it. <laughs> Here's what 
Infatuation might look like in a relationship. You are the best person I've ever met. You are just like everything. I've been looking for you this whole time. You are like perfect. Like where have you been all of my life? You are nothing like my ex or any of the people I've met before you. I just admire you so much. This is like Cupid literally has a uh, not one arrow, but 10 arrows in them as they gaze upon you. And that feels good. Listen, let's be honest. That feels good to receive that kind of complimenting, okay? That infatuation, first of all, is temporary. At most, it's going to last 12 months and is so unrealistic. People often confuse that for a spark. And I'll be honest, like I just don't see this lasting very long. Because number two, you know, it's actually not even about you. Like you have very quickly become someone in their life that really is just fulfilling a romantic, lovely Disney desire in their mind. And they're not even analyzing the full breadth of you. They don't know your weaknesses. They don't know your flaws. They don't know anything about your past. They just know that they love you up front and you are the most shiny, attractive thing they've ever seen. Now that's a good example of being obsessed, but I would honestly say that is probably a minority of the people listening to this episode. And do you know what I think is the majority? Overinvested with the relationship. Not the person. It's not about the person. It's about the relationship, which is ultimately more about them than anybody else. Here's a great example or a few examples of what being overinvested in the relationship might look like, okay? Number one, they are abandoning their relationships and their friendships voluntarily without asking you to hang out with you all the time, okay? That's, that is number one, a huge red flag for if they are overinvested in the relationship without you asking. They are saying best friend number two, best friend number one, family, people, co-workers, see you guys later. I finally found this person and the ultimate relationship. I am going to prioritize it. Even though they didn't ask me, I read their mind. We're good. What are you doing tomorrow night? The night after that, the night after that, the night after that, the night after that. Because I, I just want to be with you. I want to be with you. See, that for me is a very, very clear red flag of over-investing in the relationship. Here's another one. Sacrificing and giving things to you and for you again without asking. And over, I think for sure up front, I would be extremely cautious if they just start going over the top, elaborate with gifts, with time, with romanticizing you, with trying to please you. Like there is a huge reality that you have very quickly become the top priority in their life over friendships, over the relationship with God, and it's all done without you even asking. Those are great examples. I think another example of how it might surface is their values or their their system of how they run their life begin to deteriorate because you have now become their top priority, aka they are more concerned with your quality time together than they are with retaining their time with God, retaining their friendships in their life, their routines of life, all of a sudden, you 
are kind of molded with them and your lives are operating very quickly as one. You see this very frequently in uh, secular culture with cohabitation. I hope no one listening to this episode is, is thinking about that, but that's a great example of your life very quickly becomes blended together, especially your free time. Your routine of free time is not centered around your rule of life, how you run your life. It's just kind of melded together. And all of a sudden, their quiet times, their gym routines, their hangout times with their friends. And yes, I'm even talking about like their wine nights or bachelor nights. Like they have forfeited all of these nights just to be with you. And you see this too from the guy's perspective. I think the keynote here is you never really asked. It was almost forced upon you or expected. Do you see the difference? Like, I think a guy might start not working out as much, not hanging out in this example, and it could be flipped. One person might just automatically start forsaking things of their life to be with the other one, and then they expect the other person to do the exact same thing. And the second that that person doesn't, they're on the naughty list. Well, how come I'm giving so much of my life to the relationship and you're not? See, they're counting score and then they're guilt tripping. And then all of a sudden this is unfair, unequally yoked relationship, right? Do you see how when one person kind of starts to move way too quickly and they're over invested in the relationship? For me, big red flag. And now it kind of boils down to this idea where there is ultimately, if there's an overinvestment or obsession with the relationship, it might start as like an idolization of the partner. Like they are the best thing ever. I'm infatuated. I'm romanticized. I'm daydreaming about them. Um, but it very quickly starts to take a turn where it's not necessarily a romantic or positive focal point of their life, but it's like a hypervigilance about the relationship. And this is actually a form of control and insecurity that begins to surface. Because at this point, it's not even about you specifically. It's about how you are the focal point and the source of their life. You have very quickly gone from a romantic object who has fascinated and captivated them into the focal point and you are the key source of what I would call validation in their life. And this, this, this is so common. Like this kind of starts to happen after that two to three month mark where like the, the hood of the personality, the life, the fun, the thrill starts to get lifted and you realize, uh-oh, I have become a really, really big deal in their life and I am their life source for validation. The way I even run my life, this is maybe a two month, three month, four month, five month. Everything I do in my life has to be involved with them. I have to ask for permission for everything, every hangout, every travel, everything I do because there is like this insecure obsession with the relationship. Here's an example. You have a trip. This is the kind of personality and situation and insecurity that says this. What is the last second you can possibly leave? And what is the first second you can possibly come back? That is a great example of they have an inability 
with you traveling and having some sense of fun away from them, they might have an idea that if you have too much fun away from them, you're going to come back and not love them as much. There's no necessarily space for you to live and retain an independent life. You see the over-invested in relationship slowly starts to creep and drag all of your life and merge it in with them. And you typically find this actually crazy enough is you find this with girls who've been cheated on and there's, there's actually trauma in their life. They're not doing this because I hate this word because they're quote crazy. Like they're doing this for very good reason because in their mind, you know, they, they are extremely insecure. They're extremely traumatized because they have been cheated on. They've been cheated on and cheating is so common. I think we did some stats one time and it's over like 45% of all people have been cheated on at least once. And that always leaves damage. That always leaves trust issues. Now we have a great episode from last season. My girl has trust issues. What do I do? I highly encourage you to check it out because here's the reality. If they're insecure about who they are, especially as a single you know they're going to be insecure about the relationship and it's going to be filled with challenges that might surface like this like when they are insecure they're they're on the hunt for validation they're on the hunt for security and you very quickly become a god-sized person in their life like and there is a god-sized expectation on you that you will never be able to fulfill and then you're going to be caught in a cycle of nobody's happy. She's not happy because you can't provide for her and feel that God-sized expectation. And you're not happy because you're going to be trying hard this whole time. And you're never going to be able to be perfect in her eyes and do exactly everything. You you could even commit to all these things. You know, I'm willing to commit. I can do this. I can change. I can grow. And the reality is that you'll never be able to do that because that is a God-sized expectation that they have now projected on you. So here's my best guidance, to be honest. Like there is a reality where if you don't feel like it's infatuation and they're just very into you, you know, they're really, they really, really, really like you. And this happens. I would call this a girl being more ignited for the guy. And I'm sorry, but I got bad news. If you're a girl and you are just way more into him than he is into you, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. It pains me to say it, but think about it. When is the last time you have heard a man being unsure about a woman and because of her faithfulness, her loyalty, her consistency and popping up in his life and just refusing to give up, she all of a sudden, you know, starts to win his heart and he says, you know, I wasn't sure about it up front, but you know, she really, really worked on me and all of a sudden I got ignited for her and I started pursuing her and now we're happily married and we got three kids. (laughs) you never hear that and you don't hear it for a reason because there's no substitute for a man who's willing to pursue a woman and is ignited to pursue her there's no substitute for a man who's ignited to pursue a woman and if you're a woman listening to this this is your sign hey like it's it's time to let go i am so sorry i know it's gonna stink but it's time to let go like he's made it abundantly clear by his lack of pursuit that he's not interested. And number two, if you are a guy and you are interested in this girl 
and she and you are ignited for her meaning you really see some awesome things in her godly character and she is insecure about some things in the relationship she's maybe controlling she's over invested i would just say if you are comfortable and you know up front that you are going to have some hurdles you are going to have some challenges in front of you and you have time and she's worth it then you can go for it like you can go for it and it and it is going to require so much godly humility godly patience godly just love for her to make it and it's not impossible it happens all the time but it is going to be challenging it will level you up but it's going to be hard and i'll just be clear just to clarify as we wrap this episode and this is you know in the setting of the episode she's invested a guy's coming into this episode is this girl too much is she crazy is she over invested is she obsessed listen let me clarify one thing just to end on her wanting to be in a healthy relationship with great communication consistently planned dates having a really awesome trust that you guys both know you can rely on and she has emotional safety is not the same thing as her being obsessed. I do find every once in a while a guy who is being asked to level up and really provide and invest into a healthy relationship and he refuses to do it for a lot of reasons. But I just want to clarify, like this is not that kind of episode. Run it by a really healthy counselor, some really healthy mentors. Like is she asking reasonable things from me? Am I the lazy one? Or in Taylor Swift's, oh, I hate these lyrics. Am I the problem? Is it me? Am I the guy who's being lazy here, who doesn't want great communication, who doesn't want to provide safe space for her, her emotions, who doesn't want to build trust? Am I, the, am I the idiot right now? If I'm being blunt, okay? But I love you guys. So the best way, I'll just leave you guys on this nugget. The best way to identify or discern whether they're obsessed with the relationship or they just want a really awesome, great, healthy relationship is in an obsession and an overinvestment, they have abandoned their way of life, their relationship with God, close friends, mentors. They have put all their eggs into the basket of the relationship. And it is exclusively depending on you to provide them the fulfillment, satisfaction, joy, and just really approval that they are seeking. Like they have that God-sized expectation. Let me say it this way. If you feel idolized by them and not a partner, that that is exactly it. Or, more, or the other one would be if you feel like you are an object for their life to fulfill them, to validate them, to love them, you are not a partner. It's not a partnership. It's not a healthy relationship. Like you feel like you are a slave to their desires, their feelings in their world, and you have no choice in decisions together. There's no teamwork. There's no compromise. Then yeah, I would say you are in a overinvested relationship and I would just, I would give you a brotherly caution to proceed with tons and tons of discretion and relying on, on really wise counsel, Holy Spirit, and, and awesome people in your life to help kind of gut check you like, hey, is this reasonable or am I stuck with someone? Not stuck, but am I a relationship with someone who's who's really over invested and obsessed? 
So, okay, I love you guys. What an awesome episode. I hope that challenged you. I hope that bless you. I love you guys. And have a wonderful weekend. Let's go.